0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of the NJ Multispecies Podcast. I am Joe Santiago and my partner Chris Pereira. Uh, huh? It's been a very uh, interesting week, especially on the, on the Mayhem page. Um, the outpouring of chaos that has ensued on that Facebook group is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, we're not maybe
1: sure. maybe just uh if we could just take one second and confuse uh, clear up a little bit of the confusion. There, there's so we have a Facebook page, page, which is a group, and then no, we have
0: no. You you messed it up. We have a Facebook. Well, the Facebook page is NJ Multispecies Podcast. The only thing you could do to that is like it. And I post the uh, episodes there. That's it. That's all that does. The group is the private group NJ Multi Species Mayhem Fishing. It's a private interactive group for everyone. And uh, there's almost 400 members in it already. That's where the picture contest is going on. And right. that that's the separation. Inside that group, you could post your own pictures, you could put up polls, you could vote for stuff. There's also... So after last week's episode, how we had the talk about spot burning and should we release this video, and me and Chris are thinking, we got a, a lot of emails, and some said, yeah, if you release the videos, you're a spot burner, and if you... Other people said, you should give back. So me and Chris came up with the idea... We did release the videos, but only into that private group. So if you go into that private group, multi-species mayhem fishing, you're going to see content inside that group that you won't see outside. Everyone's having a blast with this video of me stuck in the mud on the Passaic River. You can only see that inside the group for now. So there's a lot of stuff in the group. That's worth the price of admission right there. It is. admission is zero you get to see me stuck in the mud dying for free while Dwayne just laughs at me it's it's great it's <laughs> worth joining
1: but yeah, and and this is this is gonna be probably where we run most of our contests through in the future as well the, mul- the right? multi
0: the multi-species mayhem fishing paid group is basically interactive with the podcast. Everything that goes on on this podcast will be discussed, posted and talked about on that group. That's where it's going to be.
1: Right, and and you can kind of join the discussion as an afterthought there. Absolutely. Continue it. Absolutely.
0: One I did um I put up a picture on Instagram Of me with a shad last year, and I said, who's ready for the shad run? And about 17 people posted inside multi-species Mayhem, like, the shad run's almost over, you moron. Like, just... So, there is a lot of info in there, you know? Like, I don't know what's up with that either, because I've been shad fishing my whole life. And I... I, Not my whole life, but I always wait till, like, the last two weeks of May. Apparently, like, I'm way off, I guess. But I I kept
1: you got to keep in mind that you don't know who's answering you where they're fishing. Right. So if, if you used to fish way up North in Delaware river, obviously that's going to be later yeah, down I, the line. But I do, I, I, that I do fish so you, fish way up North, but the did, Bollinger brothers
0: came, <clears throat> the Bollinger brothers came on and said to me right away, they said they're way past the, that oh, yeah. ready.
1: Yeah. You're about, you're about two weeks behind.
0: All right. I'm still. on. Like, trying got, to help
1: you out. I'm. You I'm still on.
0: Episode, I'm still only on episode five. I haven't watched the podcast yet. I'm catching up. Um. So yeah, the picture contest inside there is crazy. Uh, the one picture of Chris with the musky—that's uh the uh, top leader in a dead heat with Justin Lerner's thirty-one-inch brown trout. Those are like the top two in the adult division. Um. <laughs>
1: These guys you guys from New Jersey are gonna let a guy who moved to Florida beat you guys? This is this is crazy.
0: Well, you have there the, the picture with Ed Hutter's muskie is very close. He's trailing by only like seven likes currently. And the picture of Bruce Litton's kid with the brown trout on Round Valley, that's up there too. Right in it.
1: Like, look, you got to get your friends in there to vote for you. That was the whole thing. You're trying to engage everyone, as many people as we can. So you still have a little bit of time when this goes up to air before the contest actually ends.
0: I don't think we're actually going to let Justin. Like, if Justin Lerner ends up winning, we're just going to delete the picture and pretend he never existed. Like, we're just not letting him win. He can come fishing with us anytime he wants. What does he want to win for?
1: You should have put it in the rules. You must be a New Jersey resident. We didn't maybe, think
0: of it. Maybe he doesn't want to fish with us. Like, he's going to fly back in from Florida, go on his guided trip with them, and just leave, not see yeah. us at all. Is that what this is all yeah,
1: that's, about? That's probably it, yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah, as I was saying, the Ed Hutter um, the Ed Hutter muskie is up there. That's pretty much like the top four they're pulling away. There's other ones that are coming up. Um People are still posting pictures, and they're gaining traction fast. So I don't really know where this is going to finish. It's going to just be crazy. But um, I would – I, I know just you in some, one more yeah, thing. Merrill, your Merrill Creek news.
1: No, before you jump up to that, I just want to say that just a reminder about the prerequisites to the contest. Like when the contest is over – and we pick out the, both winners, the ones with the most votes and then everyone else in the random drawing. As soon as you're picked as a winner, we're checking to see if you've met the prerequisites.
2: Oh, absolutely. If you
1: don't, that's it. You're disqualified. You can't, you can't after the fact do it. That defeats the purpose. So make sure you meet the prerequisites. Make sure you're following the LACO Pack on Guide Service page. And make, su- make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel.
0: and Our YouTube channel. Just to add that uh it's Tristan Devries. um he's leading the children's division with he has about sixty like he's even way ahead of all the adults too so uh cool. he's way ahead as of now
1: I so that's all I have, have to make a, a kids' category what's that? I said I guess you didn't even have to make a kids category if the kids going to beat the adults anyway.
0: I uh, I didn't plan on that. I kind of made the kids category to ensure that a kid would win, but it seems like this kid's going to beat everyone anyway, so. And uh, uh well. I mean, my personally I, I I mean all I could do is vote once. It's not like I could cheat the contest, but m- m- mine personally is Litton's kids round drought from from the shore on round, I mean to have a kid catch a fish like that from shore to me, that's the fi- that kid should win. But like I said, I well, look.
1: Oh, well, once once we get, you know, enough members, enough people participating and stuff, we'll do different kind of contests. Contests where you actually vote for uh, the nicest fish picture, or you well, know, everyone, even a every- fish picture
0: everyone that entered a picture is still going to go on the wheel Thursday night. So everyone still has a chance to win. Correct.
1: Correct. Yeah. And we'll always try to design these contests so that there is like, kind of like a consolation way of winning as well as winning, you know, the main prize. But, uh, this first one, we're just still testing it out too. So, you know, we, we said, bear with us. Uh, It's, it's going pretty well. It's, (laughs) probably going to be a crap ton of work for joe to sort through it i'm not going to help him but
0: uh it's just a lot of names to put on a wheel but i'll type them in
1: yeah we'll we'll figure out better ways to do this in the future and and we'll definitely like i said have different kinds of contests where like you actually have to catch the nicest size fish or i do like those
0: particular I like those.
1: species or something i yeah, like those well, we'll bounty paper uh
0: those bounty paper tournaments i love that i love those yeah
1: you know what i have a lot of experience in the past like doing these online contests where you kind of use a you use a number tag that you don't you're not given beforehand Yep. and uh kind of based off the length of the fish and you got to take a picture of it on a ruler or whatever like we'll do all kinds of stuff we just we just need to make sure the participation is going to be there you know what i mean
0: well, now I guess we're going to start talking about what tonight's podcast is going to be about. And I'm I'm going to just Can I ex- hit
1: the Merrill Creek news first?
0: Uh okay, go ahead. All right.
1: So just real quick on the Merrill Creek front. So this week May on May 1st, they went ahead and implicated their their new hours that we were trying to fight. But the good news is we have heard from the mayor's office of the town over there in Harmony, and they apparently have been negotiating and they haven't reached a final agreement, but he made it seem as if they are going to increase the hours. I don't know what that means exactly. I, it didn't sound like it's going to go back to full sunrise to sunset hours, but at least it's a start. It seems like they're going to get hours added onto it in some way. We've got to wait and see. But, um, you know, thanks to everyone who, you know, signed the petition and everything. And, you know, it, it it definitely made a difference. Not sure how much yet, but uh, we're still working on it. And
2: uh, it's, yeah, better it's a little enough. bit of good
1: news. It's yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, but for so for this month, the, the new hours are are in place and it opens at 7 and closes at 5:30 unfortunately but hopefully it's doesn't go past this month okay so moving on
0: when me and chris decided to start this podcast uh as much as the podcast revolves around fishing information and skillful angler which by the way I have no update for that because the board hasn't been updated yet I did get a response from him on some fish that I entered, so they did get entered, but the leaderboard hasn't been changed yet, so the whole point was to build a community of fishermen that would all be willing to work together that would uh there would be a place where you could ask for uh volunteers uh bring people on the show that could help give information um how to enter clubs and enter tournaments and how they fish the tournaments and what it's like to fish just everything like that but on top of that stuff there's always going to be your controversial topics and one thing we're trying to do with the podcast and our uh page our group is not censor it because the community of the of the fishermen is built up of us. And it's built of our opinions. You have one opinion and I have another one. For me to shut your opinion down, it wouldn't be right. So there's going to be controversial topics on here. We're going to have people on here discussing catch and release versus killing everything. Uh, fly fishermen versus spin fishermen. People get heated. The, the, now something that came up on the inside the multi-species mayhem uh, fishing group was these clubs and people were there were people saying they don't fish the tournaments because the tournaments are fixed uh they gave a lot of reasons why and and some guys from within the clubs uh answered back and that's what that, that's how it should be like they gave their opinion. You, you gave it back and we're going to try to find the happy medium so we could see both sides to the story. And yet we understand that the, the right now, the fishing clubs in New Jersey, they're dying. They're, they're, they're not, they, their memberships way down. They're not doing good. Um, we think that we have some ideas as to why that's going on. And there could be things to, uh, improve that. Um, and we need younger people getting back involved because most of it now is still, you know, the older guy, the younger guys are not getting involved as much. So not well, to get into the, all right, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Well, I mean, I can tell you right now what most people are thinking and <clears throat> they're right. I mean, Younger people are not joining these clubs. main reason, I'll tell you right now, is because these clubs are not staying up with the times as far as being digital. I agree. 100 right? And what I mean... Absolutely right. right. What I mean by that is you can't join the club through their site. You can't... I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, at least the clubs that I know... <clears throat> Can't join digitally, can't sign up online just with your credit. You got to actually get a form, (laughs) fill it out, put a check, put cash, pay the guy up, like, at the bait shop or whatever. Like, you can't do this simply.
0: I'm not doing it. I'm not driving an hour and a half on a Thursday night to go to a meeting at 8 o'clock at night. I have kids. They're involved in sport. I'm not doing that. Like, if you put it on Zoom... if you put it on Zoom, I'll sit here and watch the meeting. I'll talk through the Zoom like people can't do that stuff. It's I don't know. Like it's just um, I. And when I first presented the idea, I was it was thrown back at me that oh well, if you release all the info on the on the podcast, then no one will go to the meetings. No one goes to the meetings anyway. They're
1: yeah. I, I almost I almost want to say well, who cares if they're there in person at these meetings? What are they getting out of that? Like, are I think sometimes they have raffles or something. I I don't know. They have ways of raising money. Because these are all nonprofit organizations, you know, like any money they make goes right back into the club. It goes right back into the lake for one purpose or another. But – it's like like if their main concern is people physically going to these meetings, then I'm sure they could have some reason to get people there. But it shouldn't stop them from also offering digital ways to donate, digital way digital ways to join the club and pay your feet your your dues, uh, digital ways to watch the meetings. Like if someone's watching it virtually because they live an hour and a half away. Versus not going at all, because they don't want to drive there just for whatever it is that night. What's, I don't get the—it's it's a no-brainer to me.
0: Well, the other thing that came up on that uh, inside the group is the cheating. And a lot of people seem to be deterred on the cheating. Um, I want to just t- touch base on the cheating thing. I have fished the Round Valley Trout Association tournaments. Um, everyone launches from the bit, same boat launch. Everyone's hanging out in the parking lot before that, setting their boats up. Um, and everyone just sits in the cove until the whistle blows. I mean, as far as someone wrote, they people are culling dead fish. Um That's not true at all. Not that I've ever seen. I've never seen that. I've heard of people purposely killing lake trout, but not anything to do with the RVTA.
1: Well, right. I mean, as far as the clubs themselves go, I'm absolutely certain they're doing their best to make sure these contests are legit. I don't think that's what the problem is here. I think... The problem is, and it doesn't matter if, hear me out on this, it doesn't matter if someone in the contest is actually cheating or not. What matters is if everyone in the contest feels comfortable that there's enough deterrence and ways to stop cheating that it probably isn't happening. You get what I'm saying?
0: I go by. I mean, I look at the tournament results, um, and like you could see from the Knee Deep Club this past weekend, Rob Gatos won with a twenty-three and a half inch pickerel. I mean, I'm not bashing that fish, but that's not even a skillful angler-sized pickerel, and it won. So, to me. If that tournament is cheat being cheated, there wasn't a cheater that could just easily have come up with a, a bigger pickerel than that? Like, it, it's just, it seems too uh, normal to me to be cheated. You know what I'm saying? Like, it,
1: it's just... Like it's, I said, I'm not saying, obviously, I don't think he cheated.
0: No, right? no, I'm, I'm saying, and I think if there was cheaters involved, he would, be, he would not win with that fish. I think wow. him you winning know, they, with that I fish mean, shows me there's no cheaters because if you're cheating and all you could come up with is a is a like a legal sized fish like that, you're not a good cheater at all
1: Well, if you're trying to cheat in a contest to begin with i I'd have to argue that you're a piece of shit and you're probably terrible at fishing to begin with well, just so like i the, don't think the kid, well, i don't think it's that too far stretched to think that someone who would want to cheat in that contest couldn't catch a pickerel bigger than the one that won. I'll just say that.
0: I'm saying if there were that many cheaters, they would have cheated him out of it. Very easy.
1: Well, look, there's not, like anything else, nothing's 100% true, nothing's 100% false. Like, there's definitely not a ton of cheating going on. But there definitely has, at some point, been some cheating here and there. There's no doubt in my mind.
0: Now, we just had those guys up in New York, the, the walleye, the big walleye contest that they shove the weights down their throat. So, I well, mean, we know it yeah, happens. Well,
2: and
1: the thing is, now, if there's other people doing that on that walleye circuit, after that, now they're going to think twice. Now there's going to be less cheating, right? So I think what needs to happen is... There needs to be as many deterrents as possible put in place to prevent the cheating to begin with, right? So when you said the the RVTA contest, right? Me and you, you and I did one last year. And I remember sitting there, like everyone starts at the same time, like you said. And I just remember thinking, aren't they going to look in our live well? Like they're not going to check our live well? Wouldn't that have been some... Something very simple to do when everyone checks in and they go to put their boat in. Oh, Just open your live well. Okay, you don't have a fish in there from the other day that you kept alive. Just real quick, everyone, you just open your live well.
0: Both well, I mean, the, right, fish, the, the fish doesn't technically have to be alive, though, so it could be hidden anywhere. In the, it could be under the floorboard. You would have to search the whole boat to do that. I mean... Well, it's,
1: then, I, then uh, to add to that deterrent, you require the fish be in a certain condition to to count, you know, like not not just to you know, if you can keep a fish I, I think anyone would want to keep a big fish alive to release after a contest if possible. But that being said, if you're in a contest and you catch a really big fish and you can't keep it alive, I don't think too many people would release that fish without weighing it in, you know what I mean? But um, basically my point is Add these deterrents in. It's not 100% foolproof. But the more deterrents you have. I the could more say comfortable people are.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. If you're interested in joining the Knee Deep Club. Or the RVTA. Do not let any rumors of cheating. Be a deterrent of you joining. But. I will warn you of this.
1: I I agree with that, but you s- just saying that isn't going to change someone's mind.
0: I understand that, but I'm I I, I fish the tournaments. I, I'm gonna tell you, listen. Even before this, if we're not talking about fishing tournaments, just being down there, I I the one day I was down there, there was I was me and one other boat on the on the reservoir all right he's down in the back end i'm in like the middle we're just fishing it's not a tournament normal day fishing we come both into the boat launch at about uh you know sunset he says how did i do i ask him how did he do he did a lot better than me turns out this guy's name's reddy selassie Every, everyone knows he won fisherman of the year i didn't even know who he was at the time i'm sure you just butchered his name but all right i did What's his what name? Reddy Solasi. I thought it was Solari. Solari? Maybe I'm wrong. Alright, we'll look up your name. We'll look your name up, Reddy. So, anyway, this guy don't even know me. We start talking. He's telling me, you know, what flies to, to that I should be trolling. He starts telling me what spoons to buy. Now, this guy knows I'm fishing in the tournaments. And he's fishing in tournaments. Here he is standing at the dock. He's telling me everything. He's telling me, you know, he's trying to help me out. He's showing me this, he's showing me that. And then he tell, you know, he said, buy this and then actually the, the, the lure he told me to buy is the one that we caught the thirteen pound wake trout on. So The point is, just being like when you go down to fish a RVTA tournament, it is not like a trout derby at the local pond. These boats are rigged up with thousands of dollars in fishing shit that is just specifically for Round Valley. You might go down there with a bucket of shiners and get lucky once. Everyone gets lucky. But these guys. I mean, if you go down there, you're you're, going to get beat up. You're just going to get beat up. They know what they're doing. So uh, maybe a lot of these rumors start from people just getting their ass kicked by these guys. And on the way home, they're saying, fuck them, they're cheaters. And that's how it starts. Because I will tell you this. If you want to fish down there, you better have some serious firepower on your boat. You better be able to troll a lot of rods at one time. If not, you just can't compete with them. So I think, I think that plays into it a lot, too. I think guys are saying, well, these guys are killing. The, it's the same guys every tournament. Yes, 10% of the fishermen catch 90% of the fish. Like, that's just the way it is. So if you want to play with those guys, you have to be ready with the gear. That's a ve- Now, if you go into knee-deep... That gets more into a situation where you have a chance with the casting. You never know what could happen. Anybody could fish. When it's with the Round Valley thing, man, if you ain't doing the run that they're running, your odds are slim. So, I mean, that's just how it is. Do you have a chance but, to I mean, absolutely 100% win a tournament? Are you going to win Fisher Person of the Year? No. no You have no chance. Zero. Well...
1: Yeah, but you just made a great point before you tried to scare everyone away. I'm not these guys away.
0: I'm just letting you know.
1: These guys
0: will help you. Don't think they will help you, but don't think they're cheaters. Them guys, they ain't cheating. They're really catching them like that.
1: If you think that just because you see the same guy's name over and over again that they're automatically a cheater, that's ridiculous no but I,
0: no i i get if i see eddie if i see reddy's boat in the parking lot i already know it's a problem for me he runs six more rods than me he run. he knows more but he knows the spots better if ron de gaff de graff pulls up same thing with him i mean he knows that place like uh DeGraff pulls out a photo album, and you think he's on Ontario, but he's on Round Valley. I mean, that guy, he's got an album for, and now he's been fishing it with his daughter. Now you have the Yonetta guys that are crushing it. I mean, these these guys know what they're doing, and they fish Round Valley. That's all they do. They fish Round Valley.
1: But you know, like you said, these guys will yeah. give you little bits and pieces. They will they will help you. They're not. I haven't talked, I've talked to Reddy, Reddy's pointed me in the right direction a couple of times before, and you were right about his name, I don't know why I thought there was an R in there. But oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, this is the first time Joe's ever been right, so you can roll back as many times as you need to.
0: Reddy will call and say, um, you said it wrong.
1: Well, I don't know if you pronounced it right, but there is an S and not an R in there. I, I messed that up. I only just ever called him ready. I never his, 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 his,
0: his, name. his name doesn't even matter. If you see his boat there, you're, you're in trouble. That's all that
1: No, the point, the point is him and most of those other guys that will just own your ass on that lake are not above helping you. Like, just start a conversation with these guys. Just talk to them. Don't don't go on their post that you see on the Internet and go, hey, where were you? What were you using? No one's going to answer that. You're right. Start a conversation. Start a conversation with people. Just talk to people like a normal human being. (laughs) That's it.
0: Well, I can say um, we're a little like defenseless because from the beginning of this podcast, as we offered everything to all the clubs and, um, all the, uh, guide services. And we offered all these reports and interviews. We have gotten nothing but resistance from RVTA. So I'm having trouble getting access to RVTA, RVTA members to actually come on here and defend the club. Um, I'm blocked from the RVTA page and I am no longer a member of the club. Uh, but I still support the club. Um, it's unfortunate that uh, you know it's just I, we're we're not even speaking to the right person. After I saw the uh, so when the podcast started and I said to Chris, I said, you know what, we're gonna just ignore the RVTA. They're out. I'm I'm gonna just do the podcast like they don't exist. Uh, but last week after I saw the 16 year old kid Yunetta win. And then saw he had a lure company. I made the decision that it's just not right. I'm not going to stonewall the RVTA. I'm not going to. The kid uh, makes lures right here in Jersey. Um, I mean, why would I spend money on Gary Yamamoto shit? This kid will make me. I could send him any color. He'll match it. Send him any rubber. He'll match it. Right here in Jersey. 16-year-old kid. Local business it's the same applies when you need a bomber uh J- jeff bezos doesn't need the money that much like you, you could buy the bomber at lories uh, at Dow's, and and it might be a dollar more but she actually needs the money uh same as the sporting same as sporting life you know you don't have to get it from amazon you get it might cost a dollar more but the, we have to start supporting our local clubs and tackle we just lost uh, Greenwood Lake Sports Center's gone Frank's bait and t- uh, It wasn't Frank's bait and tackle anymore It's tackling field, that's gone uh, Bait and boat's gone We're losing all our tackle shops uh, Now I'm going totally off topic here But just while I'm on it We have to try to stop Amazon and all this other shit man. We have to buy local Jagging World, Ramsey Outdoor The Sporting Life uh, Dow's it might cost a dollar more, but these people need the business. Amazon does not need the business; they'll be fine. These little businesses and look, are suffering,
1: and, and that and like, look, I'll order shit on Amazon if it's some kind of situation where the tackle shop by me didn't have it and I need it tomorrow or something like that. Like, you're never gonna stop everyone from using it. That's not the point. But that extra dollar that or two that it might cost you to go there, you're going to get your money's worth in that by becoming friendly with the bait shop owner. Okay, like. I used to live closer to Dow's and I had the same relationship with Lori. Now I live closer to sporting life. I already kind of had the really these guys are awesome that run these shops, right? If I go in there and I'm looking for something, he's like, oh, you know, what do you need? And I tell him, like, he's like, ah, you know what? I don't have that. Like, tell me exactly what it is, and I will order it. So, anything that I use frequently, he's going to order it and he's going to have it now. Next, now when I need it, eight, I can drive eight minutes down the road and get it. I don't have to order it online, right? (laughs) And now that.
0: Even on top of that, like I was saying, you have the united Kid makes his own lures the binsky that's a jersey made lure um they're all mom and pop companies that lip glue that gen Juan uses signal eleven uh signal eleven lures that's a jersey based company um gotta start trying to support local man because we are not gonna and, and, and- have a bait shop let Melser's is another one gone I, they're all got they're disappearing. We're losing them. Uh, it's not any be-
1: any of these any of these shops any of these you know local businesses and stuff go on our page and put whatever the hell you want there. Advertise your shit there. I don't I don't care. I agree. Put it on. I mean, like, get something out of it. <laughs> Call, let us know you want to come on the show. You want you want to promote something new, whatever.
0: All right, so we have two guests we're going to bring on tonight to try to, to defend the two clubs. I have Scott Tarnowski, who was a member of the Knee Deep Club for uh, 15 years. It was a major part of his life when he still lived in Jersey.
2: VTA, not Knee Deep. Oh, RVTA,
0: not Knee Deep. I'm, I'm on the, uh, Kevin Cool's coming on after him to talk Knee Deep. Scott's here for RVTA. He wants to say his piece. Uh, I know he's mad uh, what he's going to say. I have no idea, and uh, I'm not going to censor it. But like we said, we want to get everyone's opinion. He was in the club for 15 years with all of his friends, so I want to hear what he has to say. We were talking about why the numbers are dropping and how they could possibly bring the club back up and uh, just tossing around, like, ideas of what some of the problems might be, and then we were talking about the cheating rumors, which I just totally discredited, but I don't know. So you can go any any direction you want. You know a lot more about this club than we do, and you you could tell us.
1: Look, look, Scott, like, first of all, thanks for the Wilderness Hat. I appreciate it. (laughs) And, you know, like – we couldn't get anyone from the RVTA to come on and talk about the current status of this club, right? You were a big part of it. However many years ago for, what was it? 15 years. You said.
2: Yeah. Off and on for about 15. I mean, I started with my dad when I was a kid and then got away from it for a little bit and then got pretty heavily involved in it before I moved up here. So, yeah. um, I, I, I think, Honestly, like any club out there right now, I mean from gun clubs to fishing clubs to everything else, yeah. COVID has changed a lot. Um, but not blaming it on that solely. Uh, you know, we as R V T A and I, I don't wanna say weeks, I'm not on the board or anything anymore, but you know, that club suffered pretty dramatically with the dam repairs and the lowering of the reservoir and people not wanting to deal with getting their trailers stuck in the mud and everything else. Um, But it it disheartens me. I know I've got a lot of good friends who are still active members and and trying to do a lot of positive things in that club. Um, And I know, you know, a lot of past members who have gotten out for whatever reason, but those guys have dedicated their hearts and souls and every weekend and, weeknights and meetings and 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 spending money out of their own pockets for the stockings and everything and then you know you go on social media these days and it is what it is because it's easy for everybody to be a keyboard warrior kind of thing but it's um everybody's got something negative to say about the club i will tell you this there is no round valley trout fishery without the rvta if it wasn't for RVTA, it would be a bunch of put and take nine inch stockers from the hatchery. I mean, these guys do tremendous fundraising to, you know, get the funds up to put the brown trout in there. What other public waterway do you know that's being stocked year to year with like trophy sized brown trout? There's not one other than Spring Lake, which is for a kids' derby that like they do the, it.
0: Like the, like the brown that Litton's son caught from shore.
2: Correct. Now, that fish is not in that lake without the RVTA. Um, You know, all all the weekend Facebook heroes who are posting their pictures of browns from the shoreline are the same guys that are complaining about the RVTA and their tournaments. I mean, once a month, they're complaining about a tournament once a month at that lake. The, The dent that they put into the fishery in those tournaments is zero to none. They... They consistently help the lake with their lake trout, you know, the tournaments and, and taking as many lake trout as they could get out of there. It's what the lake needs. You, why does the lake need the lake trout out? Because there's no natural food base in there. What does RVTA do? They have a bait fish fund. They raise money, they stock the bait fish in that lake. It's um, anybody that's against the club itself, I, I really. Can't even figure out if they're truly sportsmen or conservationists or whatever. I, I think it's a bunch of guys going down there pitching mealworms and marshmallows with Zebco push and rod and reels. You know, it's they're, they're, there's no not one viable thing that somebody can attack that club for. They they've done a tremendous amount uh, of work in that lake, and they continue to do so with a very limited staff right now.
0: Well, we were. Um, we were- just before you came in we were talking about how we thought some of these clubs have to make the push into the new digital age where maybe you could attend these meetings by zoom and join tournaments just over venmo uh i don't have to drive an hour just to enter it like make we we have to come into the digital age with it
2: so and i will tell you and that even a couple of years ago when, you know, I, I left the club when I was moving up here Um one of the problems that we were facing back then. And I know the club is still facing now is getting a younger generation involved that can adapt to do that. And, and it's tough. And I know like knee deep club goes through the same kind of thing Um, uh, you know, the Simpson brothers, Jeff Simpson, who's been running a club for a while. They got, you know, a younger guy, Mike Conry, who's our age, who does a tremendous amount for the club. But there's only so many hours in a day. And, you know, you try to get some of these older people who have been in this club for 25, 30 years. They, you can't get them to Zoom a meeting. You can't get them, you know, they don't have the trust in a Venmo type situation. Problem is... Look at the junior divisions of our VTA right now. You got very few parents want to invest its time, unfortunately, more to get their kids involved in these kind of things. You know, you have the de Grafs with his son, Ronnie, and his daughter, Sarah, who dominate every time they're on the water. You the same, same kind of thing. I mean, that, that's really the hope for this club, but there's a real space in between. I mean, there's only so much a 16-year-old kid can do and then the next gap and somebody who wants to take over leadership of it is 45, 50, 60 years old, it's tough. There's a big void there, and you got to try to figure out how to get through that void.
0: I think Uh, getting through that void, part of it is to bring that up into the digital age where you have to, like me, I I can't drive an hour and a half to go to a meeting on a Thursday night to listen about guys argue about golden shiners. I can't do that. I have other
2: so so you can't do that. Uh, just hear me out, Joe, and you know I love you, brother. You can't do that, but you could find a Saturday to go there and troll up a 13-pound lake trout and, and win the tournament with it. So it takes a guy like you who is social media adaptable and, and who knows the in-and-outs, you don't have to do it one Thursday a month You know, if you can't, but maybe try to get yourself involved. Join the board. Bring this to. I
0: I I donate to all the funds, and I, you know, the the tournament we won, we didn't even take the money. We we let the club have it. But I just I can't go to the meetings. I I can't do that.
2: No, I I I get it, but what I'm saying is, it's going to take somebody like you to who is involved with the club to maybe put them on the track and suggest that. I mean, I know they're, they are always open to suggestion and ideas with, without a doubt. They, they've got a so lot far, of time.
0: So, to do... so far with me, they've been open to nothing.
2: Well, it depends on how you approach them and who you talk to, I guess. I mean, I I don't know.
1: That's for sure. I mean, the problem is, is uh I think a lot of these veteran guys are really resistant to upgrading to like this digital type stuff but what they have to understand i think is that it doesn't mean that the other stuff goes away you can keep the old way of doing things you're really just adding another way to do it on top of that i mean
2: yeah i, I guess no, what I mean... scott's
1: saying though like someone who can actually do it set it up have it be that way has to I guess, volunteer to do it.
2: it. Listen, it's just, it's just the way society is going now. And, and I get it, Then I'm not knocking anybody. I know all of our time is precious and everything, but I remember going to those meetings eight, nine years ago, there'd be 50, 60 people in there. And then we'd stop at the quick check afterwards in Branchburg and have a meeting after the meeting. And we're there till one in the morning, like, the camaraderie ship, everything else is gone. I, I think that, yeah. Falls, you know that that falls into the hands. I, I I think there's some other issues with Round Valley that end up, unfortunately, in the end, affecting a great group like RVTA. Uh, you know, um, I don't know how much you want to get into those issues or or not, but I I know a lot of people are disheartened. They seconds. don't they they don't understand the the structure of it. You, you got guide services that are out there now, essentially pushing rvta's fish uh, on their site the fish that they stocked and there's like zero return from that with them you know uh i mean i don't know you want to grow membership take a handful of these guys who are guiding like if i was guiding on that lake i would sacrifice the 25 bucks out of each trip and i'd have the guys who i'm hosting out there become members of rvta give them a one-year membership out of you you know the club well, that's gets fun. That is a good idea. You yeah. come, but you could come. You got to join
0: the club. That's yeah. not a bad no, idea.
1: You don't, you don't word it like that. I don't think people are right. like telling with that.
0: Scott, you know, listen. You, listen. This this conversation is unbelievably interesting, and uh, I love you, but we just don't have time. I got to get Kevin Cool on to let him defend knee deep, and and then the the, the we the Ranger games on. So we're out of here.
2: Yeah, and I got to find the partner
0: tomorrow. So. We're going to watch the devils lose, so we got to be off here with Dude,
2: stop! Yeah. Stop! 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 Get I'm rid out. of him! Get I'm him out! out. He's Every gone. Trails partner, cut him. All right, now we got our special guest next from uh, Lake Packon
1: Guide Service. We got Kevin Cool. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? How are you? Good to see you,
0: Kevin. Joe, nice to see you again. So, Scott Tarnowski just left.
1: He just got... Hold on a second. Didn't he just fucking say that I was going to introduce you and then he jumps right in and just does it himself? You it's introduced right. him. Now I'm talking to him. I've got the hat on. I'm doing this one. All right. You need the teeth on the hat. All right, I'll have it next week. I promise you I'll have teeth on this hat next week. Bet. Bet. Alright, so, we do want to talk about fishing, Good. but, real quick, we were talking about The memberships of these big clubs, Knee Deep Club, RVTA, how the membership's going down, things like that. We talked about, you know, they should probably start updating to some kind of digital entries for the contest, digital uh, ways to join the club, pay your dues, stuff like that. What do you think about all this? Like, you know, the memberships dropping, Not not only not getting enough new memberships, but people... Not renewing their memberships, not coming back to the club, stuff like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. I actually just became a trustee for the Knee Deep Club. So, and and with the same ideas that you have right now, you know, for me, I caught a hybrid striper last year. I was a knee deep club. I was looking to be a knee deep Deep club member, had the form filled out, was just lazy, never got it filled out. I would currently be the knee deep, knee deep club record holder. But because I didn't get my form submitted and mail it in, which is old school, which we all know, I'm no longer that. I have a lake record, but I'm not a knee deep club record holder. Um, so yeah, Kevin, what does it cost to join knee deep? I believe it's either 25 or 30 dollars. Okay, but just like you said, if there was an online way to register, I would have been registered in 10 minutes, paid for, done, done deal.
0: So what but, what do you think, what's the delay in these clubs coming up to this digital? It, what, what's taking so long?
3: I think I think they see a cost behind it, a cost, uh, a paywall that they are trying to figure out if it's worth them going through with that form. Because when you're using a credit card, there's fees attached. So they'd have to figure out all that back-end stuff to apply the fee to the consumer or take on the fee themselves. But I think the cost has something to do with it.
0: What's your opinion on a person like me never coming to one knee deep club meeting, but I watch every single one of them on zoom.
3: Well, I mean, I think you should join. I mean, it costs takes two seconds to join. You can even go down to Dow's boat rental at Lake Opacong and join right there. Lori will fill your membership out. No, but I'm saying,
0: I'm saying like, as a, like, Instead of me actually coming to the meeting, like if there was an option where I could watch the meeting from Zoom, I'm I just.
3: A, I agree with you. That that should be a great option. You agree? Okay. I do agree. Okay.
1: And and to touch on the costs, right? I, I get that, but I think this day and age, and like, yeah, it is kind of sad that people have gotten what some would call lazy but Mm -hmm. I think people will be more than willing to pay a convenience charge to just be able to pay their dues or donate money digitally. I agree. And and as as far as, you know, getting someone to actually set this up, someone technologically advanced enough to be able to set this up, I don't know how to do it, but I don't think it's that hard to do for someone who does know how to do it. And I would bet anything – That someone on the webpage or that knows someone in the Knee Deep Club or that's listening to this right now would be willing to donate some of their time to help the Knee Deep Club or the RVTA advance their stuff to kind of catch up with the times. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Being in the meeting itself, we're looking for
3: members like that. We're looking for young trustees that want to come in. And help propel these clubs to that next level, to those those advances that they just are not aware of. These guys have been around the lake forever. You know, they're just not aware of that type of technology. So that's exactly right. That's what the clubs are looking for: is someone that knows the wherewithal to to put those
1: kind of processes in place. And and like if someone if someone listening to this right now has those abilities to, to you know program something or whatever to set a website up and in, in a way to do this or knows what they're doing, but you don't know that much about fishing, but you want to learn how to be a better angler. Guess what? You help out in this way and more than a few people are going to be willing to help you out. Like for example, I'll tell you right now, if someone volunteers to help the knee deep club, upgrade their website or something like that and they don't have a boat and they don't know how to fish laco like pack on me and joe will take them out i don't you come fishing with us
3: not I'll even tell like you whatever that. you want to know you're in a room with me and eddie mack
1: and both of us have boats more than willing to take you guys out as well i'm i'm yeah, sure that's of that. my point
3: while
0: you're rough, gonna
1: get more rough. than your money's worth out of it that's my point Absolutely.
0: I think I just I, I, I gave Eddie Mackin all my info and I, I think I sent him money so I think he signed me up so I think I'm a knee-deep member now
3: there you go. Come fish the contest with us
0: I, I probably am, but Chris said we'll it's this great. weekend Well, let's talk some fishing now while we have time. I saw you just yeah. oh first of all no I want to ask you something else. Uh, in the multi-species mayhem, uh, your big contest is going on with your three giveaways. Which picture are you rooting for the most to win?
3: Well, I was kind of waiting to see, you know, which pictures are, are taking the lead. I want to look at, look back and see which ones are... Are up there there's been a lot a lot of traffic the past week so yes there trying is to keep up with all that traffic for sure there
0: is a lot there there i was saying yeah, the yeah. one of bruce Litton's kid with the brown trout on the shore that's the one i picked but you know you could only vote once so it is what it is but there are a few that are pulling way ahead you'll probably i'm sure yeah. you'll be probably guiding those trips that win that right
3: bring them on absolutely either yeah. me Eddie Mack, and we'll be taking you guys you guys out in those boats so awesome
1: that's all. I think maybe maybe tomorrow or the next day we'll for the last couple of days of the contest we'll maybe pin the pictures that are really far ahead of all the other pictures maybe we'll pin them to the top we'll put them up something up. like that just so it's easier to kind of see what's going on well, but yeah we, we awesome. completely lost control we completely we lost control of that page <laughs> um,
0: we didn't expect it to get that crazy yeah. but we'll still sort With all it out the
3: hats right. and all the pictures it's crazy.
0: I saw you just finished third in some tournament somewhere. What, what was that about?
3: Uh, I don't know about third, but first, we took first. He at the won. Yeah, me and it, uh, Brendan it, Hilly.
0: Didn't you come in third in like a bass tournament somewhere? That was first. That's first run. Tournament. Oh, he won it. All right, even better. Yep. First is better than third.
1: You're, you're yep. thinking of John Dorn. John Dorn got his ass beat by Kevin Cool right here. That's why we kicked <laughs> John Dorn out and we brought Kevin Cool on. Listen, I, I take credit for being a local
3: to the lake, so that's all there is to it, being able to fish it whenever I want, so. Oh, man. But yeah, my, me and my buddy, we, we fished that lake hard for two weeks, pre- preparing for it after John Dorn, you know, hit us up saying you guys should join, kind of patternized it really well and put a good plan in place. and.
0: So you you could when you jo- when you join that club, you can then
3: pick the partner on your boat? So this was an open buddy tournament, so we do not wow. belong to that club. But yes, you could pick your you could pick your partner in the open buddies.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. they see, it seems fun. Are you fishing the walleye contest on a pack on this weekend? Absolutely. I think I might too, or should I just not bother?
3: Do it. I, I even have a spot on my boat. Me and my brother in law are going on our boat. You're more I'm than not welcome. going
0: on your boat, I'm going on my boat. I'm going. To, I'm going to beat You're you. I'm not going to, try to beat you. Yeah, I want to you beat fish
3: against each other on the same boat. You know, eh. whatever you want.
1: I don't like that as much.
0: I like to just <laughs> look around the lake and find Aaron where he's sticking stickers. Uh, he's putting yep. Lake Pack on stickers on stuff.
3: So getting the name out there any way we can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. It, I really. I went out there one night at like I was trolling, slow trolling for walleye. He's like under Brady Bridge at like 1 a.m. Like sticking Lake Pack on guide services to the bridge. I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs>
1: So you're you're just gonna blow cannot. him now. You're basically just calling him a
3: vandalizer, right on the podcast. Yeah, unreal.
0: Oh. Yeah, sorry, Aaron. It, it, it doesn't matter. No <laughs> one would ever be able to find them anyway. What's the difference? I it's mean, Scott. I can't
3: find them, Correct. Kevin. You, when, can you find them? No. I have a little bit easier time finding them since my boat's parked at his house. So I, I just can't. Pan-
0: really I always start panicking and just call Jason Taint right away, and he finds <laughs> for me. Dude,
1: Kevin, they let me tell are. you something. <laughs> This one, this one day, this guy is fishing off of a dock. Me and Joe are fishing in, in, I think it was my boat. we are fishing like a pack on. And this guy who looks like a lesbian Santa Claus is fishing off of this dock. And he's got his back turned to us. And he goes, that's, that's Jason. That's Jason. I'm like, that's not Jason. What are you talking about? And. For about thirty minutes, we're fishing this area, and this guy would not turn around, and Joe wouldn't let me leave because he wanted to prove to me that this was Jason. Thirty fucking minutes. Jesus. We wasted fishing, and we already fished out the spot. And I, but I can't move. Finally, the guy turns around. And he goes, "Oh no, that's Lesbian Santa Claus." That wow. ain't Jason. And we just left. Thirty minutes gone. Thirty minutes wasted because Joe had to just couldn't stop. Couldn't stop arguing with me. Kevin,
0: let me ask you this. This time of year right now, it just turned May. Walleye seasons open now to keep. Um, if these people that are gonna win Thursday, let's say they are interested in using their free pass right away, what would they be going out and doing at this time
3: with you guys? Jeez, I mean, there's so many different bites going on right now. We got the blacked out crappie still still piling up in the shallows. We're still picking away at them especially with the water cooling off we were seeing water temperatures up to 65 degrees when we had those hot days yesterday when we were out getting beat up by the rain it was down to 53 54 so i mean it cooled off really drastically in the shallows so the crappie are going to hold on for a while stripers are all moving up shallow walleyes up shallow so you really have your pick at anything in the lake
0: any if any cr- herring any herring starting to pop
3: yet at night
1: no not popping but they're definitely moving into the shallows
0: yeah okay
1: yep is, is Dow's capturing them in their traps and have them available already? Oh, yeah. You can get as much herring as you yeah. want. Dow's is loaded up.
0: All right. So yeah. at the current time, if you win an open boat trip, uh, going crappy fishing is the ticket right now.
3: Crappy fishing, striper fishing, whatever we, we're figuring out during the week is what they'll be going for. Nice. Whatever's the best bite.
0: I'm probably going to basically. Whatever open boat these winners decide to go on, I'm I'm probably going to pay and go too. I'm going with them, just to get right on. So I'll be so there. They get
1: to fish. They get to fish, and they get to mock you the whole time. They get to, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Maybe Aaron will give me like a coupon or something. Like uh, yeah. maybe I'll ask. Nah, maybe if nah, I have, we'll see. These they're, they're so... they'll be done with their trips and have pictures before I find him anyway. So... <laughs>
1: All right, so let me just—I'm just. Maybe you don't want to talk about it because the contest is coming up, and you don't want to give out any secrets. But are there any tips that you want to give for people walleye fishing Lake Opeaca on the next coming few weeks? Like me, absolutely.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can use any any tactics right now. There's there's multiple bites. You got the shallow bite, which is awesome this time of year. A lot of walleyes are moving transitionally through the shallows to to and from spawning grounds, and then you have the deep stuff. So primarily what I'm using jerk baits, live bait, you know, even jig and deep. There it's uh, any anything works. I mean, you can simple Google search will tell you what to use for walleye, but any jerk bait works, Rapalas are great, great lures we live by them. So Rapalas were great. I would just and, throw a and, and
0: also if you didn't know any of that, if you walked into Dow's, she would help you with exactly what you need anyway. She knows exactly Absolutely. what catch. So
3: Laurie's the goat. She right. know, she'll tell you exactly what we're doing, exactly what's the best lure, what's the best selling, and she'll put you right right where you need to be. Yep,
0: I agree with yeah, that.
3: There's,
1: there's, you know, there's no real secrets when it comes to, like, you want to go to Lake and you want to catch fish, like, you're going to be pointed in the right direction. I mean... Absolutely.
3: And shoot, if you want to rent a little... Here. Even if you exactly. want to rent a little boat, you, they, they have cheap boat rentals. You can rent a boat for a day, and
1: she'll tell you right where to go. Yeah. You know, it's awesome oh yeah so and and just to be sorry go just go to go be ahead. clear for these so for these contests you can use live bait you can use lures. like at the more th- crap you get out there and the more tactics you use the better chance you're going to have obviously and it's all you know free game like anything goes Absolutely. when it comes to that yep
0: What's your strategy? Ooh, what what is your strategy going you go, going into a tournament like this? Are you are you focusing on night fishing, or are you focus focusing on mornings, sunsets? What do you, or you're just going to fish the whole weekend?
3: All of the above, All definitely the, the three the three uh the, the three times of the day you just mentioned night uh morning and right before dark best time for walleyes. And would you
0: at the current time? Doing better on the troll or casting for them?
3: I rarely troll for walleyes, so casting definitely. Okay,
0: so you're not, you don't do the Mackin thing.
3: We slow troll the shallows, don't get me wrong, but that's, you'll get walleyes right now, but that's primarily not what my focus is. It's more towards the stripers. Since the stripers are, you can catch stripers in three foot of water right now. Crazy enough as that sounds, the hybrids are moving right through and you catch them slow trolling really shallow. Diving jerk baits that dive probably one to a foot and a half deep. Are they above th- that weed? Are the
0: hybrids like starting to be packed up? Or are they coming through and like, oh, yeah. you know, they're packed up already? Oh, yeah. Chris?
1: Yeah. So, one more real quick question. So, like, when you, when you Google, let's say you don't know anything about walleye fishing, you go on there, you Google walleye fishing. You get, obviously you get all that northern, you know, that Canada, Wisconsin, like places like that. That's where walleye fishing is huge. And that's what the type of stuff's going to come up. And you see like just these whacked out crazy colored lures that these guys are using for walleye. Do you think that these wacky ass colors actually do anything with these walleye here in New Jersey? Because I feel like. The walleye we have here are not even the same species that these guys are walleye fishing for up in those northern areas. So it's so funny
3: you just brought this up. And uh, this brings me back to uh, two years ago. Walked into Lori's and said, hey, you know, just just picking her brain. You know, I know how to fish. But I was like, what's a hot lure? What do you guys sell a lot of? She's like, this crazy color lure right here. Eddie Mackin Special, she called it. I'm like, what? This thing, I'm telling <laughs> you what, it was the most colored up thing i've ever seen in my life and i'm like give me a couple of them i'll throw them in my box i'll I'll try them out one night last this past uh three weeks ago now it was we trolled natural natural um jerk baits through the shallows three passes not a touch i didn't go 10 feet with the eddie mackin special bang that rod is going zinged off the back six pound striper
0: so there you go that's the secret more
3: Caught another one. So, it's it cool. definitely does make a difference. Absolutely. Well, Color is everything.
0: Go into Dow's and demand an Eddie Mackin special immediately. <laughs> That's the only way. I mean, to, I
1: don't know what it is.
0: I could probably guess what it is. I'm not gonna I on could, here, but <laughs> I could take a shot. Right. I could tell you, I'm but I'm going to leave it. it. You have to go to Lori's to find out. That's a deal. No, I, you know a deal. I
1: don't want to know. I want to find out from Dow's. I
0: want to I find out from Lori. I have, t- I have 10 of them already. <laughs> Kevin, you know, you know. Kevin, awesome of you to come on. I really appreciate
3: it. Um, I haven't actually
0: gotten to fish with you yet. I hope we get to fish together soon. Um, I got
3: to fish right alongside you that one day when you were on a trip, and I was. That
0: you was know long. what? Everyone has fished alongside me, but not with me, except <laughs> this asshole. But I've been in proximity to everyone. But
3: hey, you guys are more than welcome anytime. Just hit me up.
0: I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, we got to
3: get together for sure absolutely thanks boys i appreciate the time
0: okay so a lot of information packed into this episode um we're pretty much just working our way to episode 10 and then we're going to revamp our whole show because 10 seems to be like the milestone number for a podcast this podcast seems like everyone's interested enough for us to keep doing it so we're going to keep doing it
1: uh like and yeah, we're said, not we're not going to change what we're doing we're just going to you know, get some better equipment and stuff like that.
0: We're going to bring in new equipment and better podcasting stuff. And the whole podcast is going to up itself in quality. But again, we need the YouTube subscribers. I, st- I have more people in the Facebook group than I have subscribers on YouTube. So who are you? There's like hundreds of you. You got to just click subscribe on YouTube. You got to hit the subscribe button. Continue. If, to inv- if I
1: find out, if I find out that you got a hat, on the group page, and you didn't subscribe to the YouTube channel.
3: Woo!
0: Okay, and uh, other than that, next week, Chris, who do we have coming on? We have a lot of people booked already, right?
1: Yeah, I got how how far ahead do you want me to go? I got the next. Uh, two or I know three we, weeks have, we have we have Yoneta
0: coming on for bass season because he's going to bring the bass that, on for bass season. Correct? That's for that's for later on first first week of June. We have Jerry Pastorino, ca- uh, captain of the fishmonger. He's coming on. That's very exciting yep. for us. That's
1: going to be May 22nd.
0: Okay, and who is next week?
1: Uh, next week, we got Chase Grossman. He's oh, Chase, that's fisherman. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's an avid fisherman, uh, does pretty much everything. Just like He's, the, just guy like that, he's the-,
0: the guy that told me I'm just a complete shad idiot. He told me that. Well, the Bollinger oh, yeah. and him. You did deserve it.
1: But uh, yeah, listen, he, he,
0: I am gonna go multi- I'm gonna go the same as I always go the last two weeks of May and I'm gonna put up pictures of of shad. That's what I, I mean. They're
1: just that's you'll when I go. Maybe dead washed up on the shore and you just no, pick them up and take a picture of them.
0: I've gone the first week of June and crushed a hundred. I'm, 100 I'm, not, I'm ant- not
1: getting into this with you
0: because and Andrew has go. done it too. Ask Yutko. Yutko will be out there in the first week of June fishing. You watch. Are you done? I'm done. Good night, everyone. There was a lot of information in this um, podcast, so if you have any comments, go into the Mayhem page, follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, like Chris's hat, and uh, yeah, hit the subscribe button. Hit it!
2: Happy trails, partners.